Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of New Season Ministries Podcast. I'm Evangelist Jeremy Cook and so thankful that you are with us here this evening for this episode. And I just want to tell you that if you have not already subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button that way so you will never miss an episode when it becomes available. But uh, before we get into our teaching here uh, this evening, I do have a very special guest with me. I have my oldest daughter, Melody, here with me. Melody, go ahead and say hello to everybody. Hi. And so she is going uh, to be sharing some Bible verses with you uh, for just a couple of minutes. She wanted to uh, she wanted to share some Bible verses. But Melody, why don't you go ahead and first and why don't you tell everybody that's listening to you right now about yourself? Okay. Well, um, I really like to read a lot. Every day I read. If they're good books, um, I just go into another world. Uh, so she likes to read because it feels like she goes into another, that it takes her to another world. And so she's a very good, avid reader. And so she wants to share some Bible verses with you real quick. And so go ahead and what is the first Bible verse you want to share? Um, for God so loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so that Sua whosoever believes in him cannot perish but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. Is there another one you want to share? Yeah. <clears throat> if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 15. Okay, and then uh, one more? Yeah. If you... No, I was about to back someone. Um... Obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Ephesians 6, verse 1. Awesome. Good job. So she just wanted to share some Bible verses uh, with you this evening before we get into our regular teaching. And Melody, is there anything else that you want to share with everybody tonight? Anything else that you want to say? One more thing about myself. Okay, go ahead. Share one more thing about yourself. I really like to draw, and when I, today when I did... In my own letter to one of my friends, I grew a picture first to go with it. And she is a great artist, and uh, she knows she can draw very, very well. And so we are very proud of her. So before we go into uh, before we go into our teaching tonight, she's going to go ahead and say good night to everybody. So go ahead and say good night. Good night. All right, and then we will be back shortly here in just a moment. everyone we are back and uh thank you for again thank you for joining us on the uh on the podcast this evening and i know we didn't have an episode last uh i know we didn't have an episode last week um and the reason for that and it's really um, I, I have no other way to say it yeah you know, i just really didn't feel like that the lord um led me in a specific direction for um, a pod, you know, for our podcast last week, and so instead of instead of just you know just coming up with something, I I wanted to give something that I felt like that was fresh, something that um, that God had given me, and over the last couple of days, God has really been dealing with me on a couple of things, 
um, to share here tonight. I know a few weeks ago, we did a podcast on faith um, and what is, um, what is faith, what we put our faith in, and those different types of things. But I want to go in kind of a little bit of a different direction this evening in our teaching. I, I want to go back to talking about faith, but I want to deal with the subject, the truth about faith. I want to talk about that tonight. I want to talk about the truth about faith because as you've already heard me talk about, if you've listened to some of our uh, previous episodes, it's easy to get faith in God or this faith that we, that we say that we have in Christianity um, confused. And sometimes we need to understand what faith does and what faith doesn't do. And a lot of times what we find out is we have faith in, um, in everything but God. We have faith um, in, in different things. As a matter of fact, sometimes we have faith in the blessing. Um, and sometimes there's teachings out there that will teach you that if you have enough faith, that you don't go through any problems. Or if you, if you have enough faith, you can have whatever it is that you want. And I don't believe that that is a biblical understanding of what faith is. And over the last few days, a story in the Bible, an encounter that comes out of the Old Testament, has been going over and over in my head um, and in my heart. And I have not been able to get away from it. And I wanted to share that with you. Because I believe there's a story in the Bible that gives a clear indication about faith. Um, in the truth about faith. And it's found in the book of Daniel, chapter number 3. And for a reference tonight, if you have your Bibles or if you want to follow along later, I'm looking at the book of Daniel, chapter 3. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be looking as a reference point, uh, verses 10 through 18. And if you've been in Christianity long enough, if you've heard, you know, if you've heard um, many of the Bible stories from Sunday school, um, you have heard this. You have heard this particular story. You have heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, in the Bible about how the fact that they are thrown into the fiery furnace because they do not bow down and worship the the golden image, the golden idol that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up, and when they are thrown into the when they are thrown into the fiery furnace, um, Nebuchadnezzar looks in and he says, "Did we not see three men? Did we not cast three men into the fire? Um, but there are now four men in the fire, um, and the fourth looks like the Son of God." And we see that. But when I look at this story, I understand. I, there's so much that I understand in this story about faith and about what our faith in God is really like. And what these three men that went against the grain, that went against, um, went against social norms, so to speak, went against the political climate of the day, went against what the rest of the world, what the rest of society was doing, during that day and during that time, uh, and we and I be, I began to see some things, some true facts 
about faith. And we know the story. We, we understand that in Daniel chapter 3 that King Nebuchadnezzar erects this golden statue that is 90 feet tall. And it's overladen with gold. It's a golden statue. The Bible says that when that there was a decree that went out that whenever they begin to hear the music play, that those that heard the music were to bow down and were to worship this image. In essence, what they were doing is that they were worshiping, not only were they worshiping the image, but really what King Nebuchadnezzar was doing was King Nebuchadnezzar was setting himself up as the God. And really, when they worship the image, they're really worshiping the king. They're really worshiping uh, Nebuchadnezzar. And what we find here is, is three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that refuse to bow down. They refuse to worship any god. They refuse to worship anyone but the one true and living God, the Hebrew God, Jehovah God. And word gets back to King Nebuchadnezzar. And men come to him and say, King Nebuchadnezzar, the, pers- the people, there are Jews, there are certain Jews that have defied your laws, that have defied what you have said, and they refuse to bow down. The Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar was angry and he brought forth he brought forth these three these three men and they are about to have an encounter with faith because in verse 15 of Daniel chapter 3 Nebuchadnezzar gives them a second chance he goes is it true that you refuse to bow down is it True to is it true that you will not worship this image? And he says, Listen, I'm going to give you a second chance. And if you be ready when you hear the music, you need to bow down and you need to worship this image. Because if you don't, if you don't worship this image, we're going to throw you immediately into the fiery furnace. And then King Nebuchadnezzar asked a a, a, a tough question. And who is that God that shall deliver out of my hands? In essence, what he was telling the three Hebrew boys, he goes, I hold all the power. You think the God that you serve holds power? I am the God that holds all power. And he asked the question, who is it that shall deliver you out of my hands? But here's what I find that, that is interesting. In verse 16, really these, these people needed no second chance. There was no doubt. There was no wavering. There was no uncertainty. As a matter of fact, the King James Version says, we are not careful, verse 16, we are not careful to answer you, O King. No matter, other translation says, we need not answer you. We're not here to defend ourselves. We're not doubting. We are sticking to what we believe. We are sticking to the fact that we're not bowing down to any other image. You see, the issue a lot of times with most Christians in, in, in modern Christian day is that by this time, many people would have found a just reason 
to bow down to the image. They would have said things like, God, you know it's not really in my heart to do this. It's only because I have to. Or they may say things like, God, God knows I have no choice. But this entire episode that we see in this story is a demonstration of faith. It's a demonstration of faith, and it gives us five truths about faith that I want us to talk about here. And so let's talk about these. Truth number one. In verse 16, these boys say, we are not careful to answer you. So here's what the truth is that we need to understand. There is a faith, we need a faith, that cannot be threatened or intimidated by the world, that does not give in to pressure. A faith that is intimidated or that gives in to pressure is not true faith. See, the king was trying to scare them, was trying to intimidate them, because he was telling them, listen, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you into the fire. Isn't that what the enemy tries to do today? Isn't that the enemy uses personalities, uses things in our everyday lives today? You know, well, if you do this, you may, you're going to lose your job. You, know, you may get a demotion. You may lose a paycheck. You may not get that advancement. People may look bad at you in the community. They may shut your business down. But the truth is, there is a faith in God that cannot be threatened. It cannot be intimidated by the world. And these three Hebrew boys, they let the king know, you, you do not intimidate us. Because we're not careful. No, we, don't have to, we don't have to call a board meeting. We don't have to call. We don't have to get together and try to figure this thing out. We're not careful to answer you. You see, that, that spirit of intimidation is at work. It's nothing new. And this is, the same, this is the same spirit of fear and intimidation that Goliath tried to put on David. It's the same fear and intimidation that King Sennacherib tried to put on Hezekiah. You see, God's given us victory over this spirit. If we have the power of God, if we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we need people of faith that do not bow down to the pressures around them. We need a faith that will cause us to stand up for Jesus. When everybody else is bowing down, when everybody else is compromising when everybody else, there is a faith. True faith, true faith doesn't bow. True faith stands even when the pressure gets, oh, the pressure gets, uh, gets hard. And so we need, we need a faith. We got to have a faith that cannot be threatened or intimidated. Truth number two. Listen to what they said in verse 17. They said, if it be so, the truth about faith is we have to have a faith that 
stands up in the face of reality. I think, and I truly believe, that a lot of times our faith that we say is faith denies the reality of the circumstances. And I'm going to say this, and I'll probably get some comments and probably get some messages coming back on this. You know, but I hear people say all the time, you know, you know, we don't claim that. You know, the doctor says that I'm sick. I don't claim that. Well, the fact is, that's the reality. I can't pay my I can't pay my bills. Well, don't claim that. Well, no, that's 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 the reality. Faith doesn't deny the reality. As a matter of fact, these three Hebrew boys said, "King, we know." You actually have the power to cast us into the furnace. Can you imagine that? They looked at the one, at the king, and said, You have the power to cast us into this furnace. They, listen, and, and I'm not trying to sound facetious, but they couldn't stand up and decree and declare, No king, we bind you in... We bind you in the name of our God. You will not. You, you, you will not throw us into this fire. But sometimes our faith needs to face the reality that we're going to go through the fire. That we have to face the fire. And many preachers today want to convince us that nothing bad is ever going to happen to us. The enemy can't touch us. We like to talk about you know the enemy can't touch you. You are divinely protected. And everything that you have is divinely protected. The problem with that is, is that that causes people to walk around with their head in the sand, believing nothing bad will ever come. And when it does, their faith isn't strong enough to overcome it. Or you have some minister or, or somebody in the church that comes up to them and says, you know, well, if you, you know, well, brother, sister, if you had enough faith, you, you wouldn't have had to have gone through that. That thing would have never came your way. But listen to this. Then explain to me then that Job, that Satan was able to afflict Job. And these men were cast into the fire. And our faith must face the reality. And the reality is this. Sometimes we're going to go through hard situations. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But he also said, but I have overcome the world. And this is what I believe about faith if I understand anything about Scripture. It takes a stronger faith to go through the fire and stand strong for God than it does to escape it altogether. It builds our faith when we're able to go through it. I hear people, I, I heard this said one time, and, and I really, and, and I truly agree with it. You don't know that he's a way maker until you don't have a way out. You don't know that, that God is a deliverer until you need to be delivered. You don't know that God's a healer until you need a healing. And sometimes we go through those things. And unfortunately, many people today have it turned around the other way. But we need a faith. That doesn't deny the reality. That's the truth about faith. Truth number three. Verse 17, the Hebrew voice says that God is able 
to deliver us from the, from the burning, fiery furnace. So truth number three is that we need a faith that is always subject to the divine will of God. I want you to notice what they said in verse 17 here. Notice the use of the word able. It means, it means God has the power and God can do it. It's amazing that sometimes people don't like to use the words God can because it sounds doubtful. It sounds unbelieving. It sounds weak. Matter of fact, some preachers will tell you, you should never say, you know, well, God, if it be your will, you just claim it. But we have to understand, our lives are always subject to the divine will of God. I mean, think about it. Two pastors that are missionaries are threatened with their lives. One's put to death and the other one escapes. Why? Or two Christian people are, are in two separate car accidents. One is killed and the other lives. Why? Two Christian people are diagnosed with cancer. One dies and the other survives. Why? The outcome of everything in our life is subject to the divine will of God. We have to understand that. Sometimes there are just things in our life that we have, we have to understand that this is the way God is possibly taking us. It's not that we doubt that God has the power to do it. Here's the thing. These men didn't know that they were going to be delivered. They didn't know the end of the story that we have in the Bible that, that God came down and was the fourth man in the fire. They didn't know that. They didn't know if they were going to be delivered or not. And they knew that God was able. And we need a faith that knows that God is able, but... We also need to realize that our life is subject to divine God's will. We believe God, we trust Him, but leave the outcome to Him. And that takes faith. Truth number four. Also in verse 17, the Hebrew boys made a statement and said, and He will deliver us out of your hand. Truth number four is, is that we have to have a faith that knows that God will deliver us from the hand of the enemy. Now, here's something you need to understand. There's a difference between the furnace and the hand of the enemy. Those are two different things. The first says God's able. The other one says God will. They had resolved that if God's will took them through the furnace... He could deliver them. But regardless of whether they survived the furnace or not, they would be delivered from the king. And so they were winners either way. Paul said it like this in the New Testament when he said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There is always a faith that gives sweet assurance that regardless of whether God delivers us from life's fiery trials 
we will be delivered from the hand of the enemy. Philippians chapter 1 verses 20 and 21 says, Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me, for to, me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And these boys realize this. Yes, God's able to deliver us from this furnace, but if he doesn't, we're still delivered from your hand, O king. So kill us. We're just, we're going to heaven. And regardless of what life brings our way, we are always victorious because we're more than conquerors. And truth number five. In verse number 18, it says, but if not, think about that. But if not, we will not serve thy God. The truth about faith is, is that we need a faith that will be committed to God regardless of the outcome. I'm afraid there are too many people in, in the church today who put conditions on God. I'll serve you if. I'll follow you if. I'll live for you if. But if not, faith says, I'll serve you regardless. I'll follow you regardless. I'll live for you regardless. Again, think about this. I wish I could say, I wish I could say with certainty that the three Hebrew boys had the assurance that they were going to be delivered from this furnace. But they didn't. They knew that God was able to. But they said, if not, King, you need to know we're not going to bow down and we're not going to serve God. And we're not going to serve your gods. And it takes a strong faith to say that. And it takes complete trust and security in God. To say, God, regardless of the outcome, my faith's in you and you alone. So let me ask you tonight in, in closing, how is your faith? What is your faith like? Is your faith bowing under the pressure? Are you willing to follow him regardless of what it is that you're going through currently right now? Are you willing to submit yourself into His divine will? This thought just came to mind. I want to share it. Paul asked the Lord three times to remove the thorn from the flesh. And God said, Paul, my grace is sufficient. So what if God doesn't deliver like you expect Him to? Are you willing to still trust Him? Because that's the type of faith that we need in this day and in this age. There'll be times that we are delivered, and there'll be times that we're just going to have to simply go through. And that, my friends tonight, is the truth about faith. I hope that you've enjoyed this teaching tonight. I want to encourage you to hit the subscribe button if you would like to become a financial partner for this ministry.
hit the financial link at the bottom of this episode. It'll take you right to our giving page. I want to say that we love you. We appreciate each and every one of you that support this podcast. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you and God bless.